you know that it's possible to survive the boss from hell without quitting your job or selling your soul? Hi, my name is Ken Williams, and I'm a certified life coach and a master of connecting with people. I've had a lot of bad bosses, because who hasn't? And I'm the host of the Bad Boss Podcast, a podcast where we explore ways to improve relationships at work so that you can survive the boss from hell. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of working with people that you never wanted to be friends with. If you're hoping to reduce your work stress and increase your job satisfaction when it seems impossible, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and learn how to survive the boss from hell. And happy Monday again, or Sunday, if you're watching this live. Um, Happy Monday. (laughs) As you may know, the calendar has five days of the week. It's Monday, 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 Monday. (laughs) And then we've got Saturday, Sunday. I don't know if that equals five. We'll just, we'll roll with it. Um, It was fun last week. So I am trying it again this week. We'll see if if this (laughs) gets annoying then just let me know. And we'll maybe, maybe try something else. So last week we talked about dealing with the overly negative boss. And um, again, if you have any specifics, anything that we have not talked about that you want me to address, shoot me an email, ken at kenwilliamscoaching.com. I am happy to entertain uh, any thoughts, any questions that you have. And this week we're talking about what if my boss, my boss is toxic. So first of all, we need to figure out what does that mean? What does it mean to be toxic? Uh, the original name of this podcast was the Untoxic Positivity Podcast. And I changed it for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, it's a lot easier to talk about the bad boss. It's a little bit more on message. Uh, you can actually still follow the, the Untoxic Positivity, Positivity Podcast. I've got that in the outro as well, just so that... Um, it's all, <laughs> it's all the same. And, uh, so untoxic positivity. I liked that idea from, uh, something that I learned about when I learned about toxic positivity and toxic positivity is when you try to convince yourself that something that you don't want to like is something that you do want to like. So as an example, um, a, a mantra or a, an affirmation. Affirmation. Sometimes we uh, are we'll hear about affirmations that people will use, and I, I'm I'm not quite sure where I land on affirmations. I think there are some good ones. I think there are some less good ones. But a toxic positivity type of affirmation would be something like, "I love my boss. I love my boss. I love my boss. I love my boss." And trying to convince yourself over and over and over again that the situation that you're in is that you don't want to be in, is the situation you want to be in. I think about, um, <laughs> as I was growing up, my dad would say, if you if you can't do what you like, then like what you do. Yeah, and th- there's some techniques that you can use. And that's one of the things that we'll talk about if we end up working together on how you can um, shift your mindset, shift your attitude, your approach, so that, because there's sometimes you can't change your circumstance. Sometimes you can and that's absolutely an option, but sometimes sometimes you can't. And so, if you're talking about a toxic boss, I want to make sure that we're clear on that. That there are things that bosses do that sometimes we define as toxic. Um, 
it's kind of a, a slur or a slam that uh, oh, this boss that I have is is toxic, and that may or may not be the case. So, uh, I guess the first thing that I would say is um, make sure that you're really clear on what what is it about the boss that's toxic. If there are behaviors that just rub you the wrong way, that's not toxic. For example, if your boss is a micromanager, that's not toxic. If your boss has high expectations, that's not toxic. You may not like it, but just because you don't like something doesn't make it toxic. Um, Maybe the boss is, (laughs) like we talked about last week, maybe the boss is negative. That may or may not be toxic. Maybe the boss um, undermines you to your team or to your peers. Now we might be getting into something that's toxic. So really the thing to think about is, are you in danger, physical, emotional, uh, mental, career-wise? I don't know. (laughs) There's an adjective for career. Are you in danger by working with that boss? And if, again, this can get a little bit um, dicey, depending on how you decide to interpret it. If your boss is not willing to to promote you, and, and I'm not necessarily talking about advance you in the company. It could be um, market you, um, spread the good things that you're doing. Um, Make sure that the uh, next level of management is aware of the assets that uh, that you contribute. If your boss is not willing to do that, maybe that's toxic. Maybe it's not. And that could be um, different based on what are your aspirations. If you want to take the next step or two or three up, then that may be a, a more toxic situation. If you are in a situation where you're um, really comfortable and you're just kind of, I don't mean this in a negative way, but if you're, you're just kind of coasting, you're in a great, a great position. You know your job, you're successful, you've got good um, relationships with the people that you work with, customers and et cetera. That, it may not be a toxic situation. So really analyze what is the situation? Is your boss really toxic? And if so, there are a couple of things that uh, that may work out. If not, then come back next week. Next week, we're talking about um, <laughs> still toxic bosses. Next week, we'll talk about can you outsmart a toxic boss? That'll be fun. If you have any thoughts about that, by the way, if you have anything that's worked out for you, then shoot me an email. I'd love to to include your thoughts, your ideas, your recommendations if you uh, if you have anything. If the situation that you're in really is a toxic situation. If your boss really is creating a, a damaging experience for you, again, this could be a, it could be a physical danger. It could be an, an emotional danger. It could be a mental, a mental health danger. Um, that's where it's important to, to create boundaries. And I've had a couple of episodes in the past about boundaries. I've been reading a book. It's really uh, been really interesting. It's called Trust. Um, by, I don't know if I'll say her name right, 
Ayanla Van Zant. And it's really fascinating the way that she talks about boundaries. And um, I don't think that anything that we've talked about on the podcast uh, is incorrect, but she really kind of digs down into boundaries in some new ways or using some uh, some different clarifications. Number one, a boundary is a line. It could be a, a physical line. It could be a, a, a behavioral line that is designed to protect you. In the past, I used the front door of your house as an example of what a boundary is. It's designed to protect you. It's not necessarily designed to keep people out. People can be invited in, but it's designed to keep you safe. She also talks about walls. A wall is, usually you're going to see that, she explains, in people that don't trust themselves. And this whole book is about trust, trusting yourself, trusting others, trusting life, trusting God. And if you're in a situation where you don't trust others, if you feel that everybody's out to get you, first of all, they're not. <laughs> we will talk about that uh, in the future. But a wall is designed to, to really, the end result is a wall keeps people out. Um, for, for somebody who creates a wall to allow people to enter, those people really have to demonstrate that they're worthy of trust. And I remember a conversation I had with an employee one time and she was so frustrated with me because I had uh, messed up in her mind and I don't even remember what, what the situation was. But I told her that if you are waiting for me to screw up, I'm going to screw up. I'm going to make a mistake. And so if you're waiting for that, it's going to happen. So <laughs> there's no period of time that will pass, really, that you will be convinced that I won't mess up. Because I will. At some point, I'm going to misunderstand an expectation or uh, forget about a boundary or whatever might happen. And then the the trust, and I'll put that in air quotes, I'll put the, that as kind of an imagined thing. The trust, at least the the sensation, will be that the trust has been violated. So that's the wall. There's also uh, comfort zones. And sometimes we mistake comfort zones for boundaries. And um, there's, a, there's a story she tells about um, a wedding party and the way that the, um, the bride wanted the, the bridesmaids to dress. And that was outside of the comfort zone of one of the, the bridesmaids. And she... In the story, she didn't call it a boundary that you're violating my boundaries because you're having me dress in in clothing that I'm not comfortable with. But the behavior made it clear that that was that that was the case. And the um, she then goes on to talk about smoke screens. A smoke screen is when you throw things out like a a boundary or a wall or um, in this case, the woman picked fights with the bride until. She finally just decided, I'm out of here. I'm not going to do this this wedding. And, and then accused everybody else of brown-nosing the bride just because they wanted to be in the, the bridal party. So I don't know um, if, if it's going to be super valuable for me to get into all, to all of those um, aside from just 
reminding you. Well, let's talk about how this works with the with the toxic boss. If your boss truly is toxic, that's going to be where it's going to be important to to set a boundary, to create a boundary, and it's going to be things like, if you talk to me this way, I will withdraw myself from the conversation. If you say this word to me, usually that's going to be uh, a word like profanity. If you use this language with me, I will disconnect the call. If you speak poorly of my family, then I will leave. I'm not going to stay in the physical uh, environment that you're in if you're going to treat me badly. A boundary is to, is to protect you. One of the things that we get confused about with boundaries is we think that it's, con- it's to control the other person, and it's not. So um, I'm not going to get into that past podcast. And I don't remember the, the episode numbers, but there are a couple of different um, episodes where I've talked about boundaries. It's in the book as well, the, the uh, Surviving the Boss from Hell book, where I talk about boundaries. Just remember, remember that a boundary is designed to protect you. It's not designed, designed to control the boss. That's not the purpose of a boundary. So again, if the boss is toxic, and if, if there really is a situation where um, there's a, a toxic environment, make sure you're not, the part of, you're not the problem. There are a lot of times that thoughts that we have are toxic. They sound really good but they're toxic. And one example, um, I was trying to come up with a a few examples of of toxic thoughts that you might have about your boss. And it could be, I'm just trying to um, make him happy. I'm just trying to, I just, I just want her to see that I'm good at my job. Um, Those are a couple ones that came to mind um, pretty quickly. And the reason that those are toxic thoughts is because you're, you're hanging your experience on the experience of the boss. If your goal is for the boss to be happy, you can't, you have no control over that. If you're, if your goal is that you want the boss to think you did a good job or you, that you do a good job. Again, you have no control over that. I was uh, talking to my own coach. Uh, a while back, I had a situation with a boss where I was struggling with what I thought was um, my boss thinking something about me, some some characteristic of me uh, that I didn't think was a fair uh, assessment of my nature, my character, my talent, my um, I, my uh, ability to do my job. And uh, as we, as we talked through it, I realized I have no control over what my boss thinks. I can't control whether he or she likes me. I can't control whether he or she thinks I do a good job. I can't control whether he or she thinks I have a good or bad reputation. It's out of my control. And the more I try to control that, the more toxic I make the situation, the more toxic I make the environment, the more toxic I make the uh, relationship, the interaction. So those are things that are out. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do about it. Now, I will say there are things that you can do to make it easy for your boss to think that you're inept. (laughs) 
just screw up a lot. And your boss will easily think that you have no idea what you're doing. There are ways that you can make it easier, maybe, for your boss to think you do a good job. And that's to consistently do a good job. Make sure that you hit deadlines or that you hit uh, quality targets or whatever. It will be easier for your boss to think that you do a good job, but you still have no control over what their thoughts are. Um, I have seen many situations where somebody that I thought was a great employee or on the flip side that I thought was a poor employee had allies or enemies that thought the exact opposite of what I thought. And so it's just a thought. It's just uh, um, an idea that they have about you and they're allowed to be wrong. That's one of the things that as soon as I learned that, as soon as I recognized that, as soon as I really embraced that, that it's okay for my boss to be wrong about me. It's okay for the people who believe these things about me to be wrong. They're just wrong. And I can do things if I want to try to counteract that, but it doesn't mean that they're going to believe anything. Um, so again, make sure that that you're taking control over the the things that you can take take control for that you can uh, that you have control of, and anything outside of you and your specific influence, you have no control over. So, what if the boss is toxic? Think about really what is it about the relationship or the interaction that's toxic. And then those are some things that you can specifically address. Those are the things that can make a difference. But beyond that, um, a lot of it is is going to be letting go. So there you go. That's the, um, that's the thought that I have for this week. It's going to be uh, talking about can you outsmart a toxic boss next week. It'll be fun. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bad Boss Podcast. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to have a better experience with your own bad boss, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at ken at kenwilliamscoaching.com or check out the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, don't forget to spread untoxic positivity everywhere.